Amen. Well, Advent is a wonderful time of year, not because we can finally focus on putting up the Christmas trees, uh, buying and receiving gifts, and what it feels like to me watching the Polar Express a thousand times. Um, I've said to Sky yesterday, we're not watching the Polar Express again this year, or yesterday, I should have said. So who knows, maybe it's a thousand a month time, I don't know. But Because uh, this time of year is when we focus upon, it's when we remember and when we celebrate this amazing gift of Jesus' birth 2,000 years ago. His birth into the world and the reality of what that meant is summed up in a word that we often hear primarily this time of year. And it's that word, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Which means God with us. God with us. And just to hear those words, God with us, is so remarkable, it can often feel unbelievable that the almighty God of the universe, the creator of all things, is not just sitting quietly in the background as we walk through this life and through our own lives, but is active in the world, active in his people. In every sense of the word, he is God with us in the good times and in the bad, in the celebrations and through our times of grief. During our journey through Luke's gospel, we have explored on many occasions what God requires of us, his people, which pertain to right thinking and right practice as God's people. But what about those things that he promises to be for us? That which he promises to be not just to his people, but to all who would this Advent season place their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus and be restored in right relationship back with God the Father. So with that in mind, we are taking a break from Luke this Advent to explore five of God's characteristics that in themselves are promises that provide hope and comfort, whatever we are facing and whatever we are going through. God is faithful. God is merciful. God is dependable. God is loving. God is gracious. Amazing characteristics. But today, we are focusing in on God is faithful. This word faithfulness is a word that we often come across in our everyday vocabulary. It means someone or something that is loyal and steadfast. And it can be applied in different scenarios. One such scenario is when those wishing to join the military or to become a parliamentarian, those who work in parliament, or even those who are applying for UK citizenship, take what is called the Oath of Allegiance. The Oath of Allegiance, which begins 
I swear by Almighty God that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to his majesty, King Charles, as it now is. The problem with this word faithful, though, is that we can often treat it as just a word. Just a word. Not always applying its true depth of meaning to the thing or the person who is requiring us to be faithful. Excluding the fact that many who have taken this oath of allegiance are not Christian but swear to be faithful to the king in almighty God's name. I mean, we could go right down that rabbit hole, but we won't today. How many of them are truly faithful when they say those words and bear true allegiance to the king, to King Charles as they declared in that oath? Or are they just saying the words because it's part of the process and part of the ceremony? Just something they've got to get through to be able to get where they want to be or get what they want. Do they actually put any meaning to the fact that they're declaring before Almighty God, I will be faithful? Who knows? Faithfulness is just like any other word in the dictionary. We've often said this about certain words in Scripture. Certain act, uh, words that are actions, things that God calls us to be and do. But faithfulness is just like any other word in the dictionary. What gives it its substance is being faithful to faithfulness. Being faithful to faithfulness. I.e. being loyal and steadfast to that which we are called to be or promised to be faithful in. That there's a problem. We live in a world where what we say and often what we do are different. Maybe not on purpose. Maybe we don't realise we're doing it. But what we say and what we do are often different. And we find that those who we have trusted to be faithful to us have and will let us down in that. How many have trusted the faithfulness of their husbands and wives and been let down? How many have trusted the faithfulness of their friends and their family and have been let down? How many have trusted the faithfulness of promises made by people such as governments and schools and workplaces but have been let down? Friends, you may have placed your, your faithfulness in those in the world and you may well have been let down by them. But I am here to say this morning that the orchestrator and the architect of faithfulness, Yahweh, the great I am, the almighty God of the universe, will never let down those who place their faith in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will always, always, without fail, without exception, be faithful and will never break that, that faithfulness. Why? Why? Because he can't. 
His very nature is faithfulness. And he can't not be who he is. The Apostle Paul declares this truth in his letter to Timothy. He writes, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. This truth has been declared for thousands of years by God's people who have time and time again laid claim and witness to the faithfulness of God in their life, in their generation. The prophet Isaiah declared, O Lord, you are my God, I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. King David in Psalm 36 uh, declares, Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. The prophet Jeremiah declared, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new, is the, new every morning. Great is your faithfulness which are the very words that inspired the writing of that great hymn that many of us have sung in our, in our time as believers, great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see, all I have needed your hand hath provided. Great is your faithfulness, Lord, unto thee. Wonderful, powerful words. I'm sure if I went round the room today and asked, we would hear amazing testimonies from people in this room of how God has been faithful to them in their situation and how they now praise him for it. Friends, God is faithful in the purest sense of the word. And to say that God is faithful is to believe that God is the epiphany of trustworthiness. I have no qualms or concerns in saying that this morning, that if God makes a declaration, if he makes a promise, he will faithfully see it through. He will never break that promise and never go back on that. But how do we know? Because God has already made declarations and promises to humanity which he has which have, uh, have already come to pass. That's how we know he's faithful to us. Just consider Advent. Throughout the whole of the Old Testament, God had promised that a Messiah would come. He shared the means by which he would come, and he also shared where he would be born, and both were fulfilled. The prophet Isaiah prophesied, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Hundreds of years later, the angel Gabriel appears to the virgin Mary and says the same prophecy. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And what happened? Mary miraculously gives birth to Jesus Christ, thus fulfilling the prophecy. God promised. He said, this will happen. 
and it happened. The prophet Micah prophesied, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too, uh, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, who's coming forth is from, uh, from, from old, from ancient days. And again, hundreds of years later in Matthew's gospel, we read, where, did Jesus, where was Jesus born? Where was he born? Bethlehem. Bethlehem in the land of Judah in the time of King Herod. Jesus said it would happen and it happened. Because Jesus, uh, uh, God does not make promises that he, that he will then back down on. If he says it, it will happen. Because he is faithful to his people. Because we cling to God. Lord, we want to know you. We want to know your plans. We want to know who you are. We want to know what you're going to do. So he's not in the game of just throwing things out there and then going, ah, only joking. If he says it, it will come to pass. That is why we can stand and believe that he is a faithful God. It is these fulfilled promises of God spoken through his prophets to his people over hundreds of years, which is the reason why every God-fearing Jesus following evangelical church celebrates at Advent each year and why we proclaim God is faithful. Friends, on that first Advent, the most remarkable, awesome and special event took place. Jesus, the perfect child, was born to us. God's gift of Jesus to the world was one of the greatest acts of God's faithfulness to humanity, but it wasn't the only one. It wasn't the only one. Since Satan's deception in the Garden of Eden, humanity has lost its way, turned its back on God, and have lived selfish, sinful lives. Humanity not only had no way of returning back into fellowship with God, but we would also be punished because of our sin and because of uh, what our turning back on God. This is unavoidable, but it's justified. It's justified. No one, none of us can stand before the judgment seat of Christ at the end of days and say it wasn't justified. Not one of us can. This debt was owed, a sacrifice was required by God that would once and for all release us from the debt we owe God for this sinful, rebellious nature that we have and many in the world still live by. But no living creature, human or beast could have paid that debt. But through God's faithfulness, through God's faithfulness, he provided a way for humanity's sin to be paid for and provide a way to escape his punishment. He would provide a sacrifice. He would be the sacrifice. God the Son came to earth himself, born as a Christ the Christ child Jesus and lived a perfect life 
And when the time was right, he presented himself as a spotless sacrifice on our behalf. God's faithfulness was shown when Jesus hung upon that cross, that Roman torture device, and fully absorbed upon himself the punishment meant for you and for me and paid in full on our behalf the ransom that was upon us for our rebelliousness and sinful nature toward him. That is how faithful God is. This faithful promise was foretold hundreds of years before Jesus' birth when the prophet Isaiah said, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. That was prophesied hundreds of years before Jesus. And then Peter, after Jesus' death and resurrection, confirmed the fulfilment of God, God's faithful promise when he said he himself bore our sin in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. Friends, God's faithfulness is unmatched, unrivaled, and is absolutely trustworthy in the purest sense. These stories in the Bible are not just folk tales. They are real events and real promises, and God's faithfulness is faithful and true. We have had the honour this morning, and privilege of dedicating Pippa to the Lord. And I read Psalm 100 during that dedication. And the, during that dedication, I read these words. Sorry, the, uh, uh, when I read that psalm, I read these words. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness is to all generations. All generations. That includes us, as it did back then. God's faithfulness is not just contained in this book for us to read and admire. Wow, look how good faith, how faithful God was back then. They had it made. That's not what God says there. His faithfulness is for all generations, including all today, all believers today on the 3rd of December 2023. He hasn't changed. He cannot change. He will not change. Because he doesn't have to change for anyone. He is who he is. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what battles you're sitting in this room with. 
what you're struggling with, those things that you have told no one else, that you lay awake in the middle of the night worrying about them, concerned about them, figuring how am I supposed to get through this? God knows. He knows you better than you know yourself. You might be going through relationship troubles. You may be going through health challenges. You may be having money obstacles that are just weighing you down. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, I just do not know. I don't know how am I supposed to get through this situation. Or I, you know, I've got to make a decision about this, what to do next, and I just don't know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. And it's crippling. Friends, stop fighting to figure it all out yourself. Stop fighting to figure it all out yourself. Lean upon the founder and the perfecter of our faith. And trust that God is faithful to those who have placed their trust in him. He will never let you down and he will never let you go. One of my favourite, favourite section uh, aspects of, or words, should I say, in Scripture, is when Jesus said this, he said, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them. That in itself should bring us comfort. He knows me, right? But he goes on, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, which is another thing to be praised, praise God for. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. Praise God. And no one, no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. What a promise. God will be faithful in that promise. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God in three distinct persons, are the epiphany of loyalty and steadfastness to the faithful who are in Christ. Trust his faithfulness. He may not answer your prayers when you want. Right? He might not do that. And I know he hasn't for me in the past. But that doesn't mean he's not working. doesn't mean he's not working. He may not give you the answer that you want. That's also happened, I'm sure, to many of us. He may not give us the answer that we want him to say, but we have to understand that he is more knowing and sees more than we can ever imagine. And what he wants for us is only goodness. We have to trust him. We have to place our faith that he is faithful to us because he declares he is faithful to his people and he will remain so. And his leading is always the best direction to go. Whether we think it is or not, 
is irrespective. He calls us to remain faithful as he is faithful. He might lead us down a path. We're thinking, Lord, where are you taking me? Walk by faith. Trust where he's leading you. Can I invite the band up, please? As we've seen, God promised that Christ Jesus would come. He told us where he would be born and he promised that he would come to be the sacrifice that would open a door for sinful humanity to be saved. God was faithful in fulfilling those promises. So as we bring this service to a close this morning, there is one last promise that God makes, one that hasn't yet come to pass. But knowing that God is faithful, as we have already seen, I am pretty sure and confident that it will one day happen. In the Bible, in the very last letter of the Bible, in the last chapter of that letter, in the second to last verse of that chapter, you will find Jesus' last promise to humanity. I can hear Bibles rustling. Everyone's like, where is it? You will find Jesus' last promise to humanity. Revelation 22, 20. He who testifies to these things says, these are the Lord's words, surely I am coming soon. I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Friends, there is a day coming at an hour that we do not know when the Lord Jesus Christ will come to reclaim his faithful bride. God has promised this and God, as we have seen, is faithful in keeping his promises. But sadly, many will be caught out because they have not prepared themselves or they have just out and out rejected him. Don't be one of those. Don't be one of those. All who have believed by faith in Jesus in this life will be saved on that day. But those who have rejected him will perish. They will perish. God has also promised this. And God is faithful in keeping his promises. So on this first Sunday of Advent, friends, if, if you are here this morning and you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus, the best present, really, that I can give you, that I can present to you and encourage you to, to wrap and cherish and, and make your own is the gift of reconciliation between God and you. And the promise of hope now and eternal life. That is the best present any of us, any believer in this room could offer anyone this Christmas time. All God asks of you, if you are in this room and you haven't yet given your life to Christ, all he asks for you 
to receive this gift is that you turn from your sinful ways. I don't sin, you might say. Anything we do that is not glorifying God is sinful. If you are living your life opposite and counter to God, to Christ, then you are living a sinful life. And he says, repent, which is just a Christianese word of saying, turn from that life. Just turn. Follow me instead of following the world. Turn and place your genuine faith and trust in Jesus as your saviour, as your king, and as your God. Because he is the only door. He is the only way to salvation and everlasting life. Amen? Amen. There's a prayer area over in that corner that we have up every Sunday. Can I encourage you? If you have any prayers, whether you're a Christian here today or, or circuit searching or wherever you may be, if you have any prayer, any, any, if you're worried about anything, if you're battling with anything, Come and get some prayer. There is such power in prayer. And there will be people, faithful prayer warriors around there who are ready to listen and to stand with you in prayer. So come and come and see them. And if you are on that journey today and you haven't given your life to Christ and you want to know more, come and speak to one of us. Come to the area, come to me. But don't walk out that door on this first advent this year because you do not know what's happening around the corner. Christ comes in the next half an hour, you've lost out. You've lost out. Because there will be no opportunity to be saved once he returns. Amen. Shall we worship?